and here we are. How's everyone doing? It's another wonderful podcast for your enjoyment. Of course, the podcast I talk about is Weekly Games Chat, brought to you every Wednesday. Uh, my name is Sean, and you know I always introduce the better uh, fraction of the show next. He is here. He is looking handsome. Ladies and gentlemen, he's about to say hello to you, John. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, John. I only give 15% <laughs> of myself, that's a fraction of myself, to make it fair for my fellow co-hosts because my personality is out of this world, off the chain. And I'm happy to be here with you, Sean, the man. <laughs> did not expect that. Neither did the guys in the production booth. That was fantastic. You are the best, John. Uh, <laughs> you guys know him uh, as his new, with his new, I want to say moniker, uh, nickname, whatever we want to go with it, the greatest ghost of all time. He stepped in when needed. He is the OG. Ladies and gentlemen, he's rocking not a Pabst blue ribbon hat. Nope. It looks like one, though. It does. But he's here in the flesh. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris. I'm going to tune it down for myself after whatever that was that John just did. So, <laughs> hey, how's everyone doing? Hilarious. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have a surprise. And for those of you who mm -hmm. listen week to week, you go, wait a minute. There's usually only three of them. Not today. Today, making his third appearance. Friend of the show. My brother from another mother. My boy, Mike D. What's up, Mike? What's up, everyone? Glad y'all have me again. Yes, sir. Of course. Well, it is a surprise. A disappointing surprise, but but a surprise. Nonetheless, <laughs> surprise. It's better to be something, right? It's better. Yeah, it's better right. to be something, disappointing or not. Um, you know, those are the kind of jokes like dads tell us when we were a disappointment <laughs> and our brother. I know mind. why y'all have me on here. <laughs> it's because I play games y'all don't want to play. And it's like, okay, let's call Mike. Well, <laughs> I, that, I, that, I, I played the snot out of it. That may uh, or may not be true. And that joke, uh, it was more so, so that like John tells dad jokes a lot and I, I laugh at them. Yeah. So that was more like that joke, even though I know for a fact Mike, you know, because I'm I'm super close to Mike in real life, and I know his father, and his father makes a lot of jokes about about things, and it's hilarious. But boys, we sit here this week, and uh, as we record, it's no secret we are in the world. We are in the United States. We are in the Southeast United States, and we got a cold front, boys. Yeah, <laughs> it actually it's chilly up in here, up, up north. Yeah, it, was, it snowed up north, and you know, in, in Georgia, when we hear the word snow, we shut things down. Uh, it could be a, a snowflake. and, and former. Yeah, informer. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we got we got Chris here. He's from England and uh, Baltimore. <laughs> so he's, he's, from not, <laughs> he's from England by way of Baltimore. <laughs> right. Other way around. Uh, he is not scared at all of snow. Um, I think he'd go out. Be shirtless and and rock out the snow. What's he up? He drove down here with chains on his wheels, right? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I just tell well, people what he did. We well, have a friend. Chris, have I think a... I think we should. Uh, I think we should establish a new rule for Chris. Mm -hmm. I think I think once once we hit play, that's that's an old man turn for record. <laughs> we should. Uh, we should uh, he should start drinking beer. 
No, you that's just, the, no. That, you, well, that's I, I only every hundred and twenty episodes. Yeah. yeah, he's like it's fun. It's because it's it's the thing where you know, like every year McDonald's. No, I'll say it. Chick Fil A. We we have a, a restaurant in the states called Chick Fil A, mm. and a lot of you are like, no crap. But we do have, ladies and gentlemen, we have people who listen not in the United States, believe it or not. Chick Fil A makes is the home of the original chicken sandwich. Where every every holiday season they bring back the peppermint, the chocolate peppermint milkshake, and it's a fan favorite. And people can't get enough of it. True. Do you know why? Do you know? Well, I, I was going to go with the shamrock shake at McDonald's, but I was like, nah. Um, it's because it's it happens every year. It's not a it's not an all year thing. It's a once in every once in a while thing, and that's what a drunk podcast with Chris is. It's special when it happens. You can't force it. You know, it is what it is. Up yeah, I can't, I can't do it every week. Can't do it right now because <laughs> I got too much to do tomorrow. Um. Uh, you, Chris bragged. Uh, was it last podcast or maybe the week before that he was off? He had taken some time off. Yeah, you know, I'm he, he thought that the uh, cyberpunkage was coming out. It did not. No, I guarantee you, he knows what date December 10th is because that's the day it's now coming out. But I get to brag now because I'm off until our calendar currently reads on recording day December 1st. I do not go back to work until December 14th. Woohoo! Lazy. That's what's up. Well. How'd you, what? Nobody yeah. does. What's wrong? Okay. Well, if you remember, I got into a, a bit of a pickle this year in around June. Mm-hmm. Uh, that time missed from work was not like vacation or slash personal time off. That was, FML. that was filed under the old FML policy, John. So I pocketed. Still, still using that as a crutch. I swear. <laughs> I pocketed a S ton of personal time off. Yeah, so I'm going to be playing a lot of Shadowlands, and I'm going to Tennessee. I'm, I think I'm going to. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do one week because you guys may judge me. But <laughs> aside from uh, Mike, I think we all watched this week's episode of The Mandalorian. Oh boy, oh boy, it was pretty good. Thoughts, prayers, pretty good. Uh, and this is when I formally say I love Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. He is a god. <laughs> uh, John, do you know Dave Filoni? Yeah, I mean he's pretty much uh, he's pretty much sur- uh, surpassed or taken. I think he should be given the Star Wars property. I think I think Lucas should have handed him the property, not Kathleen Kennedy. He understands it in a way. He understands he almost understands it's better than George Lucas ever understood it. Uh, yeah, he, if you notice the first season of the clones of the clone war, you can tell, you can tell the moment when Dave Filoni took over the show from mm-hmm. George Lucas. Yeah. Like the first season was, it was like the Saturday morning cartoonish thing. And then Dave Filoni took over and we got Darth Maul's story. We got more depth on Ahsoka Tano. We got all this stuff that was sort of a hybrid between a kid show and something for the fans. Yeah. That's what's up. I, I, I love the knowledge you just dropped. I, I knew it existed. I did not expect it right then. <laughs> but uh, I welcome it with, oh, you know what I didn't welcome? Hmm. That we got a name, and I'm not going to say it. We got a name for Baby Yoda. I wonder how how much was debated over that at the uh, yeah, heads I, of I, Disney. I'm not happy with it. <laughs> it's I, well, I got to see how it plays out, but I'm, I'm loving it. Well, and I hear, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. The greatest thing about baby Yoda is how much we've projected onto him. Mm-hmm. 
Baby Yoda loves chicken nuggies. Baby yeah, Yoda, baby Yoda yeah. Hades. Baby Yoda helps in the kitchen and waits to stir something with his spatchy spatch. You know, all this stuff that we've projected onto him. And we get the name of him and we're like, that's not right. That's not right. I don't, I'm not going to formally recognize him as that. That's why, that's why the doctor will never actually reveal his real name. That's why you don't do that. Because the moment you do it, it's just going to get destroyed by fandom going, this is already established. I was actually more excited though this week in that episode, just being a fan of his work back in the day from everything from the original Terminator to then uh, as Johnny Ringo and in, in the abyss and uh, Johnny aliens. Ringo, uh, Michael Bean, right? I believe mm-hmm. that's how. Yeah, like I was like, is that Michael Bean? Like at first, I was like, because I have not seen him in anything in like twenty years. It feels I like think I saw him in was The Rock. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's probably fair. <laughs> so that was like ninety five. I don't watch The Mandalorian, but I don't like the name either. I just looked it up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. I had, yeah. I had somebody say that to me. I, I hate that name. And I'm like, imagine if you'd never heard of Star Wars and somebody walked into the room and said, my name is Yoda. What would you say? It's yeah. gangster. You know why? Because we had a Toyota and then they were able to say Yoda on it when they customized it. It was, I would have known it. Um, the episode, of course, aired on Friday. We all watched it. Uh, but on Sunday, uh, you know, Star Wars fans uh, kind of went into thoughts and prayers, rest in peace, heartbroken mode because yeah. uh, David Prowse passed away. And if you are not sure who that is, he was the guy who, and for all intents and purposes, he was under the Darth Vader mask in the movies. He was. Whoa, the, I thought that was James Earl Jones. Well, that was the voice. Let's go ahead and clear that up. Uh, yeah, it's it's. You know, they, they get sad when that happens. And, if, you know, if you're a fan of that that's franchise, yeah, you kind of go, wow. Yeah. And then you learn maybe that James Earl Jones was not the guy under the mask the whole time. Who knows? I thought it was Hayden Christensen. Well, well it now will funny. be. It will be going forward. Um, you ever watched old uh, movie clips of Star Wars without the, the voiceover of James Earl Jones? He actually uh, um, He actually had to speak the lines. Yeah in the movie um in the movies and i know if, i think in the original movie the plan was to have him just be darth vader and use his voice but they eventually decided that this voice wasn't showing the right intimidation factor it's not sounding right on film so we got to get some we got to get some guy he was just like man somebody. luke i'm your father see man <laughs> yeah <laughs> I saw a picture that had the Darth Vader and Princess Leia and yeah. one of the third ones, I can't remember who it was, passed away and it's got Harrison Ford and Mark Luke Hamill. Skywalker in yeah. the real color. And I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, it basically I think Mark Hamill retweeted it and he said, you know, something to the effect of you're you're gone, but you're never really gone. And it was the the force figures of the ones we've recently lost. If you're a fan of that franchise. Yeah. Uh, and you just heard Mike again. And I want to let you know, he is brought to us via, of course, uh, our hangout here in discord. He, uh, he's on his gaming headset. So guys, we try our best to be great. And Mike is here. I'm just, we always give him this caveat because not everybody gets tuned. Like we do, Mike, you had four uh, so weeks to buy. It's not soundboard. listener. I'm talking to you directly. It's not your settings. 
We have our production staff here. We're rocking it out. But Mike, uh, when we started talking about Mandalorian, he got uh, he got kind of interested in it, and he went and looked up, and we ended up one day talking about uh, how you can watch the Star Wars universe now. And it's it kind of amazed me on how much content's out there now mm-hmm. that you can watch. Uh, I didn't realize I'd spend that much time watching Star Wars stuff, but uh, there's a lot. Uh, hello. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I can tell you after this episode of The Mandalorian, I no longer want to watch The Mandalorian. I want to watch the other show that doesn't exist, but yeah. should. Right. <laughs> um, it's probably coming. It's got to be coming. I think I was saying to Sean after I watched it, I was like, I would be totally down with them getting rid of the idea of having to do trilogies moving forward, doing shows, letting David run them, right? Kind of set that up, build to things, and then let those lead to movie events instead of trying to establish your own storyline just in two hours of movie, you know, for for six hours, basically every two years. Like I, I just think they have so much going on now in this universe and the perfect tool in Disney plus to put out whatever they need to. It's kind of like, why do you need that anymore? You know, George Lucas needed that in 1977. I get that, but you don't need that. And you could argue his stuff has been the most consistently solid in the eyes of, you know, kids and and hardcore fans for what the last 15, 20 years. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, that would be uh, my you suggestion. Know, this past weekend, uh, of course was on the heels of Thanksgiving weekend. I know that seems like an eternity ago for me, at least already. Uh, and that meant, uh, traditionally, <laughs> sorry, Mike, Alabama plays Auburn. Oof. Uh, it's known as the iron bowl. And if you listen to this show, you know, Chris and I love, uh, to talk about this segment where John's kind of like, can we please get past the sports? But roll tide, Chris, Mike, we're not saying <laughs> this tide. just because you're on here. I swear we do this every week. Auburn and Alabama play this week. <laughs> you got everything you want out of that game. We did everything you wanted us to do for you. I don't, I don't, what's football? Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for I that basketball tip off. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, and then in another sporting event, you could call it. Um, so Mike Tyson comes back and he does an exhibition with Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. A lot of people say that was the better fight, but another fight happens. And what's his name, Mike? Was it Jake or Logan Paul? I always Jake forget. Paul. Jake Paul fights Nate Robinson. Let me make sure I get that right. <laughs> AKA Nate Robinson went and got a paycheck. <laughs> Nate goes and, get- and apparently. <laughs> The photography was on point. Yes. Because they captured a photo of Nate getting knocked. How do you say it? How do they uh, say it in Friday? You got knocked out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So it turns out that got the headlines where um, Mike, and if you want to riff on this for a minute, you can. The better fight, in your opinion, was the Tyson uh, Jones Jr. fight, right? Well, yeah. The the Jake Paul fight was really fast. I think it was like two rounds, yeah. maybe three. I can't remember how long it was. So it was what I thought the Tyson fight was going to be. But the Tyson <laughs> went the full two-minute rounds for eight rounds. So it was a shorter rounds and shorter minutes. So either yeah. way, it was still fun to watch. I love I Tyson. I thinking of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, and Snoop. they say Snoop Dogg wins. <laughs> oh, 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 o
there's petitions that they want Snoop Dogg to start doing basketball games and all boxing matches. I he should do football. You uh, you may not have heard this, but at one point Snoop was playing a video game or doing something on Twitch. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was like Snoop Dogg being Snoop Dogg, but in our world, and it was like, oh my God, this is gold. Well, that's uh, that's why for <laughs> years they would do the Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg like matchup. Because yeah. even though you would be like, how's that going to work? It's some you know Snoop Dogg's just great on air. He's just hey, always got a great personality. Yeah. John, what, what's Snoop Dogg's favorite fruit? I don't know, John. What is Snoop Dogg's favorite fruit? Juice? A piach. <laughs> a piach. What does Snoop um, Dogg use to wash his whites? Oh, Lord. Uh, Liatch. <laughs> now, it was pretty you know cool. Those dad the, jokes. <laughs> before the boxing match, his concert, he he did yeah. music before the match, and he sung all the old stuff we grew up listening to. That's what's up. Gin and Juice and all that stuff? Yes, all of nice. them. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, Chris, how are we looking on time? We Are we hitting that 15, 20-minute markish? We're coming up on 18. Good deal. I, uh, can I just contribute one yeah, thing to this conversation? Yeah. Uh, I talked to Sean over the weekend. I think it was what? just text. Just text oh. about um, the simplicity of of moving data over to the PS5. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have yeah. to tell you, most of it was seamless, but oh, no. I, did, I did have to make sure I put Clarissa's save on a thumb drive. That's a good idea. And move it over to the PlayStation. Not because, oh. not because she wanted me to, but because literally... It was the only way I could get it to oh. the PS5. The only way I could. Hmm. Uh, Here's what I discovered. Yeah. She, I could not send her an invite to my PlayStation Plus family because for some reason back in the PS3 era, <laughs> she was the head of a PlayStation Plus family and you cannot leave your family. That's great. You can't disown your family in PlayStation. You they won't let you leave a family and join another family. Hey, John. So I had to move her save physically on a, on a thumb drive. Do you know to, how to I moved sure my saves? Well. I turned on my Xbox and I fired up the game, and then it just moved. No, well, everything just, still runs better on PlayStation 5. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. And and John, <laughs> I did this, this tell him that all you had to do was turn on the PlayStation 5, and it would prompt some pretty easy stuff. And he oh, admitted. Everything else, everything else was, was seamless. He, it did. It did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... To, to you know go back a little bit if you've listened to this show i hate to repeat it but there is an infamous story where chris bebopped over to john's house one day to help him save clarissa's diablo save file that had been i don't know god years in the making this makes sense when, now all i'm, all all I'm gonna say down. is when chris left the house the save it, file was gone what Here's john what, just I knew, said i knew this was about to happen i knew this was about to happen he's about to exonerate himself yes. no but this What's makes going sense on now. right now He's about to exonerate himself. <laughs> it's it's one of those things now like where I'm like, okay, well, that's why it's not on the cloud. Right. No, that's not why it's not on the cloud. Well. You can save it to the cloud. We did. What is the cloud? No, remember, she wasn't it wasn't on the cloud because she go. wasn't PlayStation Plus. Chris is officially asking for a retrial. <laughs> no. I mean, I feel like I already paid my pens on that. So the I did more than most Lord would do. Ruled in favor of John, no retrial. Hmm. Uh, and unless you guys have anything else to add, you know, we, we're pretty meaty right now. We got a good intro. Nice. Uh, and, and I'm cool with going to the topic. I'm excited. We've got a, a guest on the show who's normally not here. Uh, we've got, you know, the better 
the better person of us all, John, also have played the game this week. Uh, Chris, you and I just get to be like reporters and ask questions and listen. How fun is that going to be? I'm just going to go drink. Oh, that's that's a good idea, too. That's I'd what probably, we want. I, probably, I probably need to take this jacket off. It's burning up. I don't know how John does it. Yeah, let's, let's get yeah, it, I'm, 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 I'm getting warm. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking with us. We have now reached the topic time. And to tell you what that topic is, cue in the effects, Chris is about to tell you. <clears throat> the topic is. I rule warriors age of calamity. <laughs> That's right. My new neighbors we- just got the. Best yeah. reels. I had literally had new neighbors move in like an hour ago, so I can hear them moving right now, and they probably just heard me do that. That's great. They're regretting, well, make, they're regretting signing that lease. Make sure uh, they uh, download the show, Chris. I tried to warn them. So do you think Chris is capable of doing that without pumping his fist at the last minute? I don't no. think so. I think he can he, help that out? Is <laughs> King, was I, I, a, I say this a lot. Like, was Ken Griffey able to hit a home run without dropping the bat? And just watching that it. is a no. Yeah, that is exactly. He's my favorite baseball player of all time. Don't ever talk about him again. No one's talking uh, about him. Everybody yeah. loves. Everybody. <laughs> everybody loves that Mariner. Um. So yeah, the topic this week, of Red. course, is the Nintendo Switch game, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Our experts are here. Um. I, I can't think of a better fan and and somebody who was ready to play this game other than the man himself, Mike D. And then I learned that John. Also, apparently, like Zelda, who knew? That's a joke for anybody's listening, because you know. Well, he's the pro Nintendo. Yeah, he is. He is the White Knight, the fanboy of Nintendo. If he's one A, I'm one B. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, But this game was released back on November 20th, and the boys are about to dive in and tell you their thoughts and prayers on it. However, you guys want to kick it off, um, you can. I think I think it's fair to say that Mike is going to, and rightly so, dominate a vast majority of this coverage. But I got to tell you, Mike, um, I talked to your ex girlfriend today. What? Um, and I was I was telling her about the problem. Oh my god, he's talking about. I was telling her. <laughs> I was telling her about the problems I was having last night with the game and how I had to text you. And, you know, one thing led to another and I was telling, I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mike's coming on the sh- show today. Your ex-boyfriend, he's coming on the show. Um, Cause he's like, he's like, he loves this series. He's 100% in it. And, and she, and she said, you tell him, I said that he is so cool. <laughs> hey, Clarissa. Um. Wow. Edit that out. <laughs> that does not belong on this podcast. <laughs> no, um. Yeah, she's plugging in a wire. She's plugging in a wire. It's fine. That's right. I, to give you some context, I actually sold my switch to Josh, who's a friend of the show, and rebought he... a switch for this game when it was announced. Yeah, so you've been, uh, you've definitely been on the what we like to call the hype train. Uh, yeah. Much like Chris is on the futuristic cyberpunk hype train, you were on the Age of Calamity. I'm going to own a switch to play this game hype train. Uh, and yeah, 
I, I gotta say I'm excited because uh, I know you're excited and that makes me excited. Does that make sense? I hope so. Yeah, if I can, if y'all don't mind, I can give a little bit of background of my Musu gaming history. It started with Dragon Quest, the one me and John played. That was a Musu style. It was Dragon Quest? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was basically like Dynasty Warriors where you had to capture the area. So I fell in love with that type of game at that point. So then, of course, Dynasty Warriors, I went through those, and then Hyrule Warriors came out, the first one. That's when I just, it was the most perfect game ever because it was my favorite game mixed with my favorite style of game. Yeah, you were hype on that game. I put hours and hours into that, trying to complete all the puzzles. I mean, I got to collect everything in the game. Mm-hmm. So same with Breath of the Wild. When Breath of the Wild came out, I was the guy who collected all 900 Korok seeds. You're the so, guy. Yeah, he's the guy. Mike, didn't they give you a plaque or something? They should have. And <laughs> that's what sucks. I and I'm, I get so frustrated because like Mike put so much time into that game. Yeah. And... And only in the game, like that particular cart, like I don't, how else do they know what you've done in the game? On PlayStation and Xbox, even Steam, you get like achievements, man. And yeah, the only way I was able to tell y'all is I sent y'all a screenshot. Yeah. And it's like, I I think I've, uh, never mind. I don't want to be, I don't want to be negative, Nancy boys. Nintendo's next system will have achievements. Mike was the game you were trying to think of before Dragon Quest Heroes? Yes, that's it. That's it. And uh, so I love Breath of the Wild. Of course, we're all waiting for Breath of the Wild 2. But then they announced this game, Age of Calamity, which it was previewed as a prequel to the series, which I've come to find out that's not exactly the case. And there's been a lot of um, people (laughs) upset about that, that it was false advertised. But that does not take away from how good this game is. Yeah. This game is amazing. All right, it's, 10 out of 10. Let's I go on do. to uh, news. It's probably... <laughs> there's that. There's more content in the first Hyrule Warriors only because it's been around since... Yeah, they did a lot of expansions for that. I remember. A lot of DLC. Um, and this one, I've almost 100%ed this game. And it's only been out, what, a week and mm-hmm. a half? Something, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what is... John, if you want to... Uh, what is your first impressions of it? Well, I... Uh... I, I will start off by saying I, you know, it's, it's, uh, just for clarification, Mike, it's not Dragon Quest Heroes I played. It was Dragon Quest 11, uh, which was the JRPG. But so I've been, I've had my eye on these types of games for a while. I've been trying to find a physical copy. Oddly enough, the original Hyrule Warriors, if you want a physical copy of this game, you have to shell out like 70 bucks on Amazon. They're really hard to come by. So at some point I just need to get it digitally. But, um, you know, I've, I've been wanting to jump into this type of game for a while. Um, and I was immediately taken aback by how, how very intuitive the control schemes are. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing like, uh, you know, you jump into devil may cry or ninja Gaiden. There's nothing, there's nothing, um, too complicated about the combos and things like that you'd spend a little bit of time you know and it just becomes very fast muscle memory and i was just it's like 
what did somebody call it? Um, a thousand versus one is like kind of the gameplay design of these games where you are just in a field, this, this huge field of hundreds of enemies and you are just mowing them all down. Like you're Superman. That's so and it's just, it, it's a, <laughs> it is such a very satisfying. It's one of the more satisfying gameplay loops I've experienced in, in, in quite a while. Now where I'm at in the story without spoilers is I've, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten the four champions, all of them. So that's, that's where I'm really at. Oh, um, you know, it's just, but the, but it, the game, um, uh, I was excited about it just because of the Zelda hook to, you know, that, 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 and I think everybody was, was hungry for more breath of the wild. And because of COVID, you know, you, you know, there's going to be delays in breath of the wild too. So I think Nintendo decided they had to get this out to I don't know wet the whistle of of the of the fan base. Um but there's just Maybe. a lot there's just a lot to offer here as far as you know just just the the way the game is designed I'm I'm really enjoying uh my time with it. Um I'm very impressed with you know you, you look at it texture wise and, and and the graphics aren't really there all the times a lot of times it looks absolutely gorgeous but sometimes you see kind of the the stitches here and there but i think that i think that was drawn back so they could get what feels like to me mike i don't know if you agree but it feels like um at least 40 or 50 frames per second it's pretty fast i mean there's some stuttering occasionally because you know hello switch but but um but they really they really compensated with they went for performance over over graphical fidelity which i think was a good 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 idea that's what i was gonna chime in right there when i first turned it on and started playing the first mission after the initial cutscene and all that i thought these graphics don't look good to me at all mm-hmm. but it makes sense with the power of the switch we know it's not the most powerful machine in the world when you have of creatures on the screen <laughs> It, you've got to tone something down, but the graphics aren't bad. They're not. They're still good. It, they grew on me, and it, it completely reminded me of Breath of the Wild. And I, I'm you know, in. I was in. <laughs> you know, I like to drop fun fact like nuggets when I'm, uh, you know, not a part of the gameplay, and just it's to kind of Sean nuggies, and you know, to kind of give you guys time to reset and see where you want to go. But people did. If you read a lot about, you know, this game, people do criticize it mainly for its technical maybe you can call it graphical issues you know frame rate drops and things like that but boys uh fun fact alert within the first four days of its release the game sold and i'm reading this on the internet so it's true uh over three million copies worldwide and it's the best single best selling game in the entire warriors franchise and of course mm-hmm. that is the hyrule warriors franchise that's amazing and that lets you know the fandom uh that's behind the people who play the warriors games merged with the fandom of the people who love the zelda series and and we're able to go yeah it's on the switch it's an exclusive but for the most part this game is definitely playable well, you know and enjoyable this might have been what you meant and you might have said it i, mi- I might have misunderstood but it's the it's the most it's the most profitable. Uh, what is it called, Mike Muso Musu game or Dino, or Warriors of all the titles that these guys did? Yeah, this is. I mean, so whether Anuma, you know, Anuma was like, we're not really banking on this being a franchise. We're doing this when it makes sense. But yeah, they they got a franchise now. I was <laughs> a million copies. 
disappointed when I read what you just said too. They were like, "We're not going to continue this. It kind of just fit right now. We got Breath of the Wild two coming out." But if you're making money like that, you have to kind of. I would love a Hyrule Warriors Age of Cal- or after an Age of Calamity, maybe like take Call the Breath that. of the Wild two. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And incorporate to Hyrule Warriors. Well, th- this is this is simply tying into my memory on um, the first Hyrule Warriors. Anytime you anytime you look up one of these games, and John definitely started off his review of it today, talking about how it's you know very simple, and and a lot of times you'll see that simplicity as far as the game, the way you play it, it's dubbed hack and slash. But I got to tell you, and boys, I think both of you in private conversations, and you kind of alluded to it today, the way that they're able to capture the essence of that hack and slash and make it so easy. And then put you in this environment where it is that one versus 100 feel and you're just dominant. It's no, it's no question on why people love these kind of games. If you love them, uh, you know, they're, they're fantastic for, uh, for continuancy though. It makes you wonder, <clears throat> you know, why, uh, why link a hundred years later was so rusty <laughs> like, or why all of a sudden his weapons start breaking. You don't fight anything like this in breath of the wild. Well, you uh, he lost his memory. That was the whole thing with well, Breath of the Wild. Right? Yeah, 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 but I'm, you know, instinctively, I don't know that would have taken away from his combat skills. But you know, you, you put that aside. That's just sort of a poking fun at the game. But um, so, Mike, you've you've you said you pretty much 100 percent of it. If 100 percent of it is a word, it is. Uh, it is here at weekly yeah, game chat for sure. Um, do you have like some, you know, top three, top four favorite characters? How many have you unlocked? How many can we expect to see um, in this game? Cause I've unlocked um, probably at six or seven characters so far. I think that gets into spoiler territory because there's a few that nobody's supposed to know about until the end. I already know about them. <laughs> you just say your number. Yeah. Don't say yes. their names. I mean, is there any of them that that are non spoilery that spoilery that really stand out to you that are the funnest to use? Master okay. Chief, right? Link, obviously. Yeah. Um, Sheik. Oh. Yes, oh. I love her character. You can unlock she- Sheik. Spoiler. Spoilers. <laughs> Wait a minute, not Sheik. I'm sorry, Impa. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You threw oh. me off with that, Impa. Take back you, the spoiler. She creates the shadows. Oh yeah, she's dope. Oh gosh, she's amazing. She is and dope. Then, um, so guys, just she can she can uh, basically absorb enemies and create clones. And yeah. when she creates these clones, they all do and mimic the the fighting that she does. So you're just obliterating hundreds of, of <sighs> goblins. It's insane. She is insane. Um, the one I've the one I found so far that I've enjoyed the most is Urbosa. I just love unleashing this lightning on everybody it is just so dope Um, i'm sorry i I just took away from your thunder no that's fine the third the third one one of my favorite has been mifa okay the water princess and Mm -hmm. she to me she's just her she's she can heal herself Mm -hmm. so she's amazing and those are my three top that's the ones I use the most in this game. So Link, Link is uh, Link is just like he's like a powerhouse. That's I mean, and plus his he's more versatile. He's got all these. He can do the two handed weapons. He can do, you know, the spear. You know, all that stuff. So he's very versatile. Um, I've been using him a lot 
for the moment because um, because of a, I'm still sort of in the first half of the game. Well, because of storyline, you're you're restricted to the main focus of the player of that particular section of the story you're in. So you're mm-hmm. going to be Link a lot, right? But you can switch to the other characters as you go after you've selected who you want to go in there with you. But mm-hmm. Link is the main, and he's he's my I'm a, I'm level one hundred with Link. Good lord. Um, okay. And I try to do harder stuff with other characters, but if I can't beat them with these characters, I go back to Old Faithful. Mm-hmm. I pull Link out the bag and I go, <laughs> I go ahead with it. So, so Mike, tell, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. If you can't beat it as Tingle, then you come back Tingle. as Link. <laughs> oh my God. Just to kind of maybe button up the characters uh, before Mike or whoever moves on. I'm reading that there are 14 characters you get through the main story. I'm not going to tell you how many more you get by doing other side quests. Yes, they're side quests. And I do want to note, and at some point, if either of you use these, that the game does feature compatibility with Amiibos. I don't know. I don't think I've heard any of you talk about that. So let's pocket that idea. And if you can bring it up at any point, please do. But um, without further ado, boys, continue. You're doing I'll fantastic. I'll that real quick. <laughs> you i haven't done it when i sold my switch i gave josh all my amiibos so you knew but, but you knew the game could use amiibos yes it can and it pretty much just gives you in the game there's a crafting system there's an upgrade system what it gives you is the materials that you gain anyway from fighting that's that's really what they do do you know if all right so like in breath of the wild when you would scan an amiibo one of the greatest joys was scanning that amiibo and watching just treasure fall out of the sky it was fantastic. It just bounced <laughs> on the ground. There'd be food and swords and horses, horse, horse eye. <laughs> um, do you know if if that would be kind of how they did it? Did you watch any like YouTube footage or anything on? You didn't even care. All my amiibos are still in the boxes, so I um, <laughs> I think it, it might be possible to scan question. them in, inside the plastic, but uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, that, that's the exciting. Question of the one part of the game that I have not touched. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's it's still it. it blo- I was here when you sold your switch. Right. Um, you know, and I was like, he sold all of his amiibos. This is crazy. And I know the person you sold them to does not care about amiibos. I tried uh, to get them back and he, he's not hearing it. Uh, Hilarious. But I want to touch on the simplicity that John's talking about. A lot of games and and a good game I like to reference when it comes to complicated is Chris Madden. How many buttons you have to press to do anything in that game. Well, I mean, for you, it's complicated. For me, yeah, I deserve. There we go. So in this game, your combos are X Y, X X Y, X X X Y. <laughs> so you'll start learning what the animations are when you start hitting Y to do other powerful attacks, and then they've got a third button, which is the trigger button, that will for certain characters it does other cool things along with the attack. So it's very simple gameplay. And of course, the running around the camera angles, the two joysticks, it can't get simpler than that. It's That's what's always been so fun about them. John, you noticed? Well, um, Mike, wanna, can you touch on like the um, <clears throat> kind of the structure of the game? Because it, it, it surprised me a little bit as, because I was asking you, you know, a question about it last week. You showed me the map of of the game and it looks exactly like it did in, in breath of the wild, but it's not, it's not the type of map that you can just go from place to place. a map where you kind of highlight certain areas. 
um, you know, hit the hit the A button and go into that particular section. But can you can you talk about kind of like how the map is structured, the things that you're the the thing that because it's like the central hub. But so, but what is what are the things that you can do on this map? You can, um, as you're progressing through the game, you, you unlock, you'll notice these icons start popping up on your map after each completed mission. And some of them are things to upgrade your character to get more abilities or get more hearts. Um, and then some are challenges that you can do. And what I, the, the structure of the game and all these Musu games, and I like to do it like this, is I'll complete the mission, whatever pops up after the mission, I go do those. Then I come back to the second mission, oh, wait for okay. the stuff. So that's how I play it. But the structure is when you go into a mission, there's different, I like to call them camps, but they're different rooms along the map that are controlled by the beast. And some you have, and you can't let them go to the beast. And you got all these creatures, basically trash mobs that are in your way, along with some main mobs in the game. And they're trying to kill you at the same time they're trying to take your fortresses or rooms from you is what I like to call them. So you really can do the objective, just do what the storyline wants you to do, or you can sidetrack and get all these other rooms into your control to get special chest drops and stuff. So there's things that happen when you accomplish basically complete. See, I'm, I like, I don't like any red on my map. Yeah. If I see the red dots, I'm going over there and I'm fighting it. I like to see it completely clean when I'm playing. And you know yeah. what I'm talking about. This yeah, I, think, all I, think, I think the I think the audience is, um, has been told about your reputation as a completionist. I'm just imagining yeah. Mike playing Valhalla and going to every single white, blue, and uh, yellow. Down to the point knowing Mike, he wouldn't just do the primary yellow. He would zoom in to get those ones that are just like, you know, supplies, basic supplies. I'd love to see him tackle Valhalla or Odyssey. Yeah, or Um, or Cyberpunk. Like, just any of these kind of games that, like, take 900 (laughs) hours if you wanted to. Yeah. Once I get on it, I like to finish it to full completion. I have to admit that. And to touch on more of the game, outside of the simplicity of it and the storyline, the cutscenes totally blew my expectations. Mm. The voice acting, yeah. everything was amazing. They even kept it um, complete with Link doesn't even speak. <laughs> they yeah, still, yeah, that, you know, and talk. it's funny how, how you just because of because of how you know you know, you know, that your 30 year history with Link, the fact that he doesn't speak, it's like totally normal. You don't expect him to, you don't expect him to say anything, but what, you know, what's great about the game is getting, getting more insight into these characters, um, giving them backstory. You know, you see, you see Impa in Breath of the Wild as this really old person, but you get to see who she was a hundred years ago and what absolute BA she was. And you see, you see the absolute power of these champions and what they were capable of doing. And not only that, you know, you, you get you get a little bit of insight and in how to and how and how the vision of these uh, what, they, what do they call these things uh, that they that they pilot? I forget the name of them. What are the what are those things called? You know, I know what you're talking. I can't think of the names. Yeah. Oh, divine beasts. Divine beasts. Divine beasts. 
you get you actually get some gameplay <laughs> with these with these things. You yes, get to I sort of see yeah. them and how they function and 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 um, you know why they were so important to the overall mission of what they were trying to accomplish. Um, you know, regarding the world, my one of my favorite. It, it's very the, the the upgrade and weapon system is very approachable. You know, you, you they could have easily made you you know, go in, repeat levels and, and, you know, try to up, uh, you know, um, level up all your characters, you know, and grind them, but you can actually, you know, you can collect rupees in the world, go to a, what is it? Go to a trainer in the world and just boost everybody's experience points. Like, you, you know, if you've got link up at level 20, you can take all your other characters if you've got the money to do it and just level all of them, all of them up, um, very quickly and it's just you know it, it just takes away from having to grind so much and just you kind know. of focus on the gameplay i also do like the fact that and i don't think i don't think you know i don't i don't think there was a weapon smith in the in breath of the wild but the fact that you can just sort of merge weapons mold them together make them more powerful to sort of match your 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 experience level uh, i just really find to be kind of refreshing and something you don't have to, you don't have to worry about all the time. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I will say as far as a, a, a criticism goes and I, and I, and I texted, I mentioned this, I texted Mike last night because I finished, I finished a level and it told me that you have too many weapons in your inventory. And it's funny because the night before that happened to me and I couldn't figure out how to, move on from that. It, I couldn't figure out how to get rid of or do what it was asking me to do. So what I did was I just shut off the game and went to bed. Next day I come back and I have to do that level all over again because I didn't do what it asked me to do, which wasn't a huge deal. But I finally just, I'm staring at this thing for 10 minutes going, what am I supposed to do to get rid of these weapons that it's asking me to get rid of? So I finally text Mike and he's like, oh, you do this. Um, and I'm like, well, that's not, that's not very, um, that's not very intuitive. It, I think you said at, hit the plus button. And I'm like, so that's a criticism I would have on, on, on the kind of the menu functionality. It's not, it's not very self-explanatory. Um, if you don't, if you miss a prompt somewhere in the tutorial at the beginning of the game, you don't know what the heck you're going to do. So like, you know, it said you have to get rid of like I had 24 weapons in my, in my inventory. And at the time I could only carry 20. So it's asking me before I can move on to anything. It's asking me to get rid of those weapons. You need a bigger I'm, sack, bro. I'm hitting every button on the controller and nothing. <laughs> you know, after you, after you text me, I started yeah. playing Armor warriors and I maxed out on weapons. Yeah. Like you did. And I noticed when I went to that screen that you're talking about, it actually says, Please sell some weapons. Where? Where does, it, it's it not that it doesn't right say in the middle of the screen. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm thinking is, I, I'm okay. I'll sell the weapons if you get me to the menu to sell the weapons, so I can go to some blacksmith or something. It, it tells me to, like it tells you to sell the weapons. It just doesn't go. This is how you do it. And basically, what you do is you hit the plus button, mm -hmm. which allows you to just adios the weapons and get some money for them but, but you had to do that you had to do that before you move on it the, the screen would not let you go to the next thing it was just I don't know, just a, a little bit of a frustration on my part but i would be 
imagine if it just lets you bypass and discarded the weapons and you happen to get a really good weapon in that yeah. state. Or yeah. if they just broke, like they did yeah, or the wild. Yeah, can you That's imagine like a- if your master sword just becomes unusable and you have to <laughs> please tell me oh. for the love of everything holy <laughs> that once again the master sword is not a little how would Snoop Dogg say it? Fiatch! <laughs> and brought that up. The Master Sword is not the strongest weapon in the game. See, like, and I'm sorry. Me, I have, fundamentally, be. I have an issue with that. Like, it just drives me well, crazy. Sean, in 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 uh, in Zel- in Ocarina of Time, the Master Sword wasn't the strongest weapon in the game. It was I the Giant Sword. You're right, but it's, it's the still Goron the Master. Sword. Well, is the Goron Sword the one that is iconic with the uh, the shield and the you know the logo? Is that is that what we do now? We put the the Goron Sword. With the shield now is what are we doing, guys? Okay, if the master sword was as powerful as some of those weapons, it would be nobody would use anything else. So what they yeah. did with the master sword, when you have full life, just like every Zelda game, the the sword shoots this thing out as you're swinging. <laughs> you know what I'm well, talking about? Like yeah. little. But well, how about the, this? The master sword was never designed to be the strongest so the strongest weapon. It was only designed to take out Ganon. To Listen, shut the darkness. You can't no call light. it the master sword and then it'd be like sword Z. It's like, <laughs> what? And and also give me the master sword, but tell me a story of it's lost its power. It's not what it was. Enemies are going to be hard until you find this next thing to charge it up. You and see, weave that in the storyline. Is, you is, see, John, I thought you were going to ask, are the weapons breakable? <laughs> well, that is coming up, John. And if you tell me right now that yes, they are. Oh my God. I want to tell you. See, you see what I think they're doing is in 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 this game they're telling you that they're not breakable, but a hundred years later they're all they've all been in the in the dirt, all yeah. that stuff. That's N- why no one built a new sword in a hundred years. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you bring up the hundred years later point, and that's a big point in this game. This is supposed to be a hundred years as far as you know, the age of calamity before what we saw in Breath of the Wild. And I, 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 I've done a ton of research looking at pictures. Like this is a place that was in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like in Age of Calamity. Mm-hmm. And it's, it got me thinking this. And I got, I'm, I'm going to walk a fine line on this. Uh, is this game basically the Empire Strikes Back of the Zelda series? And I say that because we've played Breath of the Wild. We've seen where we are a hundred years later. We know why it looks like that. Presumably, we're going to see how it got to that in Age of Calamity. Well, and if that's true, the bad guy quote wins. Well, let let the person who hasn't finished the game answer the question. <laughs> From the Fair. beginning of the game, you get the impression as Luke Skywalker said in the worst Star Wars movie ever made, this is not going to go the way you think. It's going to go. That's not uh, attack and, of the clone. And you, and if you take that, <laughs> if you take that, that it's not going to go the way you think it, and, and you kind of go at the very beginning cutscene, you're like, huh, this is not exactly, it's a prequel. I think, I think what Nintendo said was accurate. I don't think they lied about it, but they didn't give you the whole story. And so, you know, uh, Chris is cringing over there. I don't, I'm not exactly sure why he needs a PPR. Well, Mike, uh, Mike kind of like said something to me. Yeah. And he, I was like, 
talking about this and I go and I look it up and I swear, I don't know what this review site was, but it was what popped up in a blurb on Google search results. And I read this. And I was like, this is a, the most spoilery review thing I've just read from a blurb in a long time. But when I saw that, I was like, Oh, okay. I could see why some people might be upset. Just don't Google is this a prequel before you play. <laughs> well, and, and John, Chris and Mike and I were hanging out in Discord the other day, and Mike was getting ready and prepping, you know, for how he wanted to talk about the game. And he goes, I got a big problem. And I was like, What? And he's like, This is not a prequel. To which I went, What do you mean this is not a prequel? This is this is exactly how they're selling the game. And he goes, I'm telling you, it's not a prequel. And I go, Well, you can't, you, I, I, of course, do not, you know, you don't don't spoil it and and kind of why is it not a prequel like what happened so then chris goes and googles and he like within five seconds he goes oh oh i can <laughs> i can see that. <laughs> and i'm like i'm staying away from all of it because i gotta be honest you know i'm a uh I'm a level seven and when excitement builds around something uh i kind of go do i need to play age of calamity like what's happening right oh, now? oh sean you do you definitely. Uh, so I, I'm trying to get away from what Chris saw, obviously, but it really bothers me that they're tying this into the Breath of the Wild universe. They're promising that it's the prequel. You get to see the area 100 years before the calamity. Okay, that uh, kind of thing. I mean, yeah. think about what Ocarina of Time did yes. to the franchise. You yes. can accept what this, what I suspect, this is doing to the timeline. All right, look, John. I'll, I'll say this. This is not really spoiler, but I, I want to oh be ready to hit the dump yeah. button. Oh Brace yourself. <laughs> when you first start, you actually see a full Hyrule castle. But as you remember Breath of the Wild, when you first seen the castle, it was all broke. Exactly. That's exactly all, what I'm talking all, about. It was all broke. It was all it, broke. It'd be broke, yo. So that, that's what I'm talking about. Like we witnessed and it's gone. Yeah. Some of the cutscenes you start seeing it. <clears throat> stuff happened to make it look like it did Breath of the Wild. But I can tell you, by the time you finish the game, there's a couple of plot twists. and That's all you can say about it? That's all I can that's say. That's fair. And, and, that, and, and to this day, you know, if it's out there that this game is not the true prequel, whatever you want to call it, you would think that, I don't know, like websites that I rely on are still calling it, a, calling it the prequel. It's it's its own it's it's like that first Hyrule Warriors that was his own universe it was his own thing this one is is part of that the, the canon which if I bring that word up Michael starts shaking his head and going this is not canon uh, I'll say that this is supposed to be exactly 100 years before the Breath of the Wild it tells me how the Great Calamity happened um, which <laughs> I know that that term because in Breath of the Wild I heard about the calamity that happened. Um, and I see that it's a direct prequel. Uh, and and all of that seems to be contradicted, which leaves me a little bit confused. But if you say things like, no, there are, there are twists. And John says things like, if you know what Ocarina of, Ocarina of Time did to the Zelda universe, it gives me a little bit of hope. That's all I'll say on that. Does that make sense? Is it back to the future or in game? <laughs> <laughs> I think exactly. like, the question would be, do you consider J.J. Abrams' Star Trek a prequel to the original Star Trek series? Yes. I wouldn't. Okay. Why? 
Okay. Because. I, let me I'll explain this. that later. <laughs> if you're going to play Hyrule Warriors, what I'm about to tell you happens in the first two minutes of the game. Okay. Yeah, so don't worry about it. It's the very first cutscene. Are well, we good, John? Yeah, we are, yeah, I mean, that's when I knew that this wasn't going to go exactly how they said. Oh, gosh. So should the we calamity, say it? The calamity's going on. Okay. And then Zelda, it just like Breath of the Wild, uses her power to protect Link. Now, Mike, let me just tell you that Nintendo made a point not to introduce this concept until the YouTubers got a hold of it. Like, I right. never knew anything about this. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you want to say it, I'm not going to tackle you, but... Well, I was just going to give a context around where it's going and what I mean, without spoiling. So the first five minutes when in in the game with um, Breath of the Wild, Zelda was trying to find her powers. Get your hand out of my face. <laughs> and when that happens, there's this robot called Terrico that's in her room in Breath of the Wild that is awaking. He's a little guardian. Well, he opens a portal and goes back to the future along with what? Calamity from another guardian. And then the portal closes, and then you start Age of Calamity. That's the first one minute of the game. So that tells you the Calamity did happen, but he just went back in time. And I'm, I can't tell you anything else after that. I mean, you told us everything. That, that no, That's the whole thing. You haven't got through it yet. You'll well, see. I know I haven't got through it. It's just, you know, you know, I'm just saying, you know, in the moment... So, the they said it's not going to go the way you thought it would. It's almost it like a split. like you like John said. Is it is it Doctor? No, what'd you say? In game or or Back to the Future? And that lets you know it's Back to the Future. <laughs> they're finding a way to do the the loop, you know, to do the thing with the loop for the thing. The past okay. is still the past. <laughs> I'm right slow right now. What in game? In game, oh, a Marvel movie. It was part of the universe. It was uh, the, yeah, sorry. the pinnacle of the story. It, you know, yeah, fine. my bad, my bad. They were tacos. <laughs> he gave Ant Man too. But I, that's what I was afraid of. Is during this podcast that I wouldn't be able to give the game the credit that it's due. Like I almost feel like I want to do a spoiler. Well, if we if we do it, we'll, we can spoiler do a spoiler podcast. cast at some at some point and talk. But three out of like there has to be at least three people in spoiler cast. Except oh, for when I get in a motorcycle accident, I'm not there, and they no, just I'll do start my own podcast and do it myself. Dang. No, no one would listen. It would be <laughs> no, terrible. Right. You'd spoil every game. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I mean, there's a there's a lot that is just awesome about this. If you if you are if you are Switch owner guy or gal, and you like Zelda. You're excited about Breath of the Wild 2. You've played Hyrule Warriors. This is probably the no-brainer that you play. I mean, you you get jiggy with it like John's doing. You fire it up, and you watch the opening cutscene like like Mike just told you about, and off you go. It's a must-play. Um, if it's, you're a Zelda fan, it's a must-play. See, now, when he says that, boys, I'm a Zelda fan. I have to play this game. You w- <laughs> You won't be sorry. I won't be sorry. That's what he said. John, do you, so far, do you feel the same? No. Oh. I don't. I mean, as a Zelda fan, 
you probably you, you know you, you either care you 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 either care about Zelda because of its lore and its characters, or you care about Zelda because of its gameplay. This is not that. This is not the gameplay. So I mean, if you are a fan of Zelda, I would recommend you give it a try. Okay, okay, that's but, fair. But it's not gonna. It's 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 it just hits different. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking of asking Santa Claus to bring it to me, and I want to know if that's a good idea. I think not. you will find a lot to like about this game. Well, here's a problem. Now, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest. I did, and I was just about to say that. Oh, but so I, I was like, I was like, eh. but I but, don't but, know what your problem with that one was. Well, it was the hack and slash, the one versus the 100. Yeah, the repetitive gameplay. <laughs> the, yes. So, but that was. You know, and, and, and all the of fact us. That you hate you hate video games. Oh, yes. I shouldn't and have said I do, that. I, and I do a podcast about them. This can't be good. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, at that point in time, I, I there was a there was a way that a Zelda game should be. This was pre Breath of the Wild, which you know blew up everything. And you're like, whoa, Zelda games can be anything. And you know, some of you guys jumped on that first Hyrule Warriors, and you loved it, and it got high marks from you. And then there were people like me who were like, "Mm, this is not, this is not my daddy's Zelda. I don't want to play this. Um, and, but I've grown now. Right. I, I I loved, that's what I'm saying. There's been other titles like cadence of Hyrule links, crossbow Uh, training, (laughs) (laughs) but wand of Gamelon, (laughs) dude. So I think, I think what I need to do, is unlike John, I'll be okay with downloading the uh, digital version of the first Hyrule Warriors. But since it's a standalone and not tied to Breath of the Wild, I got some Zelda catching up to do because you know my infamous story about my save file in Breath of the Wild killing me. I can play this and then come back to that and then be ready for Breath of the Wild too. Yeah. So it is what it is. If if you guys feel like you've said all you needed to say, uh, it's time to flop them out and give some Richards. Uh, Slap it if, on the table. Not unless I tell you the ending. You cannot tell us the ending. <laughs> Come on, as, as bad as you want to tell us that Darth. Well, I can't even say that because somebody might not have seen that movie. I'm so scared to give spoilers. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, I can put a Richard on it. Yeah, it, I got Richard on it. Um, the people in Lost. The people in Lost were already dead. What? That is probably the most non. Warned about spoilery spoilerson that we have ever <laughs> done. The smoke monster was in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah, yeah. he was also so, on Mandalorian uh, this season. Yeah. So, Mike, what what do you? Uh, I think I know what you're putting down, but slap Dan. it on the table. <laughs> Dan, it's it fits both of my styles of games. I love Zelda. I love Dynasty Warriors, mm-hmm. and you mesh the two up together is. A very high nine or even a ten. I, that's my honest. And because of the menus, I don't like the menus either. But that didn't take away from what so, I'm. So, so a, a ten is perfection. And you said you didn't like the menus, and you also mentioned that you were kind of kilt. Uh, that the whole canon prequel thing. So, do you think it's more towards the nine than the ten, or do you think it's closer to the ten? It's closer to the ten. Still. So we're gonna go nine seven five for you. Can I can I say that's fair? That's fair. All right, John. You're obviously, you know, Sean. You're you know still how, playing. You know, you know about you. Know, you know that you understand the concept that two things can be true at the same time. Okay, I absolutely love this game. I love this game, 
at this point in time, oh no, it's a oh. seven point seven five. Oh no, it could go up to a nine. It could. I tell you what, do me a favor, John. In a future, I planned. Episode. I'm. Not, I, I'm. I, I've been thinking about it all day. I, I. I love playing this game. In a future episode, when you beat the game, yeah. I want you to revisit that rating. So, so Mike's like the way Mike's talking. You've gone to a steakhouse. Your steak was okay. Your appetizer was great. Your steak was okay. But to make that visit worthwhile, you got to get that dessert. And that dessert, John, is the ending. Once you get that ending, then you rate this game again, again. But you still had the steak from Applebee's. It don't matter how good the blondie was. Everybody, everybody knows the Applebee's steak. When you got the mushrooms on it, it's good, dude. The Applebee's steak is a good steak. It's not. It's not a steakhouse steak, you know. Exactly. But it's still. It's. It's got. It's Applebee's, and it is what it is. But boys, this was fantastic. I love when we have guests on the show. Chris usually blocks all of them, or used to. Um, (laughs) you know, but Chris, uh, I can't. That's not true, Chris. (laughs) I like to tell lies. Mike, you did a fan phenomenal. See what I did there? Job. And John, I was pleasantly surprised to know you picked it up and played it, man. And you boys have have really tickled the loin sack area and the urge to uh, you know, dive into Age of Calamity is really, you know, it's can I say percolating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. You can say percolating, big boy. You the say the game is the game is succulent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but if you got nothing else to add, we got us some Richard's Chris. If you want to spin out and give us a uh, nut, just say something so we can go to news, dude. Do something. I'm going to click the button. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. And back. ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived into our news section. Obviously, you just heard us say it. Before that, you heard Chris go, and anyway, yeah, it's that time. We bring you all the latest and hottest news in the video game world, brought to you by our fantastic news department. To kick us off this week, Chris is going to talk about Control and Games Pass. What's up, Chris? Xbox Games Pass Twitter shared an email from a fictitious Melissa McGames Pass. Did I make that name up? Uh, who was the executive senior VP lieutenant of general video game communications. Uh, the that message said, quote, but guess what? We're not slowing down for December. EA play is coming to PC and we have a ton of games slated on top of that. We've even included redacted, which our fans won't stop mentioning. That's why I sent you the GIF. I'm sorry, GIF with the sinister red light. Uh, end quote, the color red and the red, and the word redacted apparently tied to Control's marketing and gameplay. Uh, that was later confirmed, just before the show, uh, that Control and the other following games are headed to Games Pass this month. They are Doom Eternal's coming to the PC. Haven will be on console and PC. Rage 2 is coming to Android. Slime Rancher, Android and console. <laughs> Valhalla, but spelled V-A-1-1-Hall-A. Uh, Cyberpunk Bartender Action, which is apparently a PC game, is coming out on December 3rd. Yes, Your Grace is coming to PC, console, and Android. Dragon Quest XI-S, Echoes of Elusive Age. Definitive Edition, coming to both consoles and PC on December 4th. Call of the Sea to Games Pass PC and console 
Monster Sanctuary on console and Android. Those are both coming on December 8th, along with Starbound to PC. Uh, then on the 9th, you get Unto the End on both console and PC. Uh, Sato Corsa, which will be on Android and console on December 10th. Gang Beast, uh, also on the 10th, on, again, Android and console. Greedfall, Android, console, and PC on the 10th. This is actually probably the newest of all of these. Uh, Super Hot Mind Control Delete will be on Android and console on the 10th. And then finally, Ukulele and the Impossible Layer coming to Android, console, and PC also on the 10th. You won't play any of those, though, because you're going to be playing Cyberpunk 2077 on the 10th. Well, I don't think that's the reason, Chris, because as you read, 97% of those games, in mm-hmm. my mind, I went, what are those games he's talking about? We cover Greedfall. I know. And Doom uh, Eternal. But, uh, yeah, so that broke right before the <clears throat> the show, and, you know, that's called breaking news, and we do that from time to time. You're welcome. That's free. I think, what was it? Call of the Sea was that one game that was from EA, like the smaller thing that they do, right? Where it's all, like, cell-shaded and has, like, it's all in the sea, but then there's the dark monster blob <laughs> thing. It's that's all attacking. Yeah. yeah, it's the game about Call of the Sea. You know, it's all in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> you were hyped for I that have, game at one point. I remember. I, if I was, dude, that was that was pretty wreck. I have no idea. No, it was uh, it was something that they announced at one of the um, EA Play. I, yeah. You know what? You sparked a memory. I vaguely remember it, but it went away because it's still not here. It's been Actually, out for a while. It, yeah, oh. it just wasn't very well received. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's why I didn't play it. You know. And you know, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn has has kept you distracted. For sure, that game's amazing. But I mean, Control, yeah. Super Hot, and Greedfall. Go check them all out. I recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can imagine. I can imagine on. Um, we don't have to do this. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you guys know I'm a big fan of VR, and I'm excited to announce that Flight Simulator will be adding VR support. Mm-hmm. Microsoft Flight Simulator will be getting VR support on December 22nd, 2020. I have to know, you know what? I'm stopping right now. What was it going to be, John? Let's let's hear it. No? Well, it's funny because I thought we were on another one, so I was going to pivot to another one. <laughs> you stopped me, and it was like divine intervention. <laughs> That's hilarious. I almost right. screwed up the whole show. No, you didn't. It would have been fine. We're pros. We would have adjusted and not called you out lies a uk world update will be ready to that's a world update will be ready to launch on january 26 2021 a support for this will be added to all major vr headsets including oculus and valve they don't mention the ps vr uh i don't guess they consider that a major vr headset plus the games on playstation duh uh i'm wondering if i get an oculus for christmas will it be able Will I be able to run this game in VR? Because I do have the game on my PC. Anyway, I, I want Tinley knows I want the new Oculus, the the one I've been t- and what is happening right now. Uh, the VR experience will offer smooth and immersive gameplay throughout, in regards to the gameplay and the menus. And that game is a buttery smooth game. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when it came out, Chris, you remember said, "What if this game was in VR?" And now their dreams are going to come true. It should be fun, especially are you gonna. You, are you gonna dive into it? If I could get a joystick, like flight stick, yeah. then yeah, I'd probably do it. That's pretty dope. That's mm-hmm. pretty dope. 
Mm. Well, you know, I remember vaguely that some people were having performance issues, but I think with 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 patches and hot fixes, I think the game's going to be fine. Well, we 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 love a good patch. And we while do. Microsoft has made clear that the Xbox Series X is the most powerful console, the PS5 is outperforming it in early game tests. Uh, Microsoft is working on finding out why, but Digital Foundry has been studying many of the new next-gen games, and it's not a one-sided contest. Devil May Cry has better 4K and ray tracing performance on Xbox Series or consistent frame rate on PS5. Quote, the dips look really strange to me, and it kind of suggests to me some kind of API limitation on the Xbox side where the GPU is being held back by something. AC Valhalla also runs smoother on PS5 with a more consistent 60 frames per second. Uh, some developers have cited more development time on PS5, allowed them to provide more consistent performance, with many stating that Xbox did not provide dev kits to them until June of 2020. Yeah. And just for contextual stuff, whatever this means, uh, PS5 has two 10.28 teraflops, and Xbox Series X has an even 12. Yeah. I expect I, I this think, I think it, out. like Chris kind of nodded, and it, it makes sense if they if they truly only got the kit in June, mm-hmm. and the game came out and the system came out in you know very recent in November, that's not a long time to de- truly develop a game. And if PlayStation had it longer, duh, it's going to run better on it. You're, Regardless, I saw this too. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you're seeing right now that both of these consoles, like, it's pretty clear COVID has had an impact, and this seems to be like the one. Like, I remember we saw the dev kit for the PS5 leak last year. Um, so, you know, if you give people much more time with something, they can figure out the bells and whistles and how it works. I'm sure over the next year, everything will get ironed down, both of them, but just like all these features that everyone's having, like where some people are missing X thing on their console and then the other one does have it right now. Right. So I I imagine, look, if, if Assassin's Creed Valhalla is performing, uh, in a way that is affecting me, I have not noticed it in seventy plus hours. So you know, that's that's a that's a fair point. I, yeah. And when I saw that Fan story, <laughs> when, when I saw that story, I almost was like, I wonder, wonder what it what experience he would have had had he gotten his PS Five and chose to play it there. Yeah, because they they claim that it runs you know buttery smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows? I hey, know. if you uh if you have your PS Four Pro or whatever still, or if you have a PS Five. Uh, I've got some news for your PS um, Plus free games for the month of December. All of the following games will be available starting today or yesterday through January 4th and are playable playable on both consoles, the PS4 and PS5. Leading off, Worms Rumble. Uh, it's the latest entry in the Worms series that offers, quote, intense real-time arena-based 32-player cross-platform combat. Once again, that's Worms Rumble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is NPR. <laughs> uh, I, one of one of Chris's favorite series, and, and I love this series too, Just Cause 4 is the latest entry featuring Rico Rodriguez. Say it for me one time, Chris. Rico Rodriguez. Yeah. That puts you in a playground just waiting to explore and also destroy. That's, how, that's one you should probably pick up if you, if you, you know, yeah, haven't played a Just Call series, or if you maybe played three and you're waiting on four, here it is. It's free. Go get it. Uh, and finally, Rocket Arena is a 3v3, 1v1 me, bro, shooter that includes interesting character fightings, characters, sorry, characters fighting each other with none other than rocket launchers. Hence Rocket. 
Arena. Yeah, hence Rocket Arena. This would probably be fun. I don't know how long this would be fun because if I kept getting worked with rockets, I probably would be like, I'm out. But who knows? Mm-hmm. I think you got it. I think you got good reviews. It just couldn't yes. really catch catch any um, wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember Legend of Zelda Wind Waker? Great yeah. game. It was a fantastic game. Oh, man. I bet you Mike did 100% that one. Just oh, saying. Yeah. Oh, he's he wants to say something. I see it. I did. <laughs> did everything in the game. Sounds yeah. like a did you 100% that one? Yeah. Nice. Um, listen, boys, it's the holiday season. Uh, and we have to be careful for scammers, especially on the eBay type marketplaces. You've all heard those infamous stories where you think you're bidding on something and you didn't read the fine description. Chris, give uh, the PSA for the holiday season. eBay has stepped up into the PS5 scalp controversy. I'm sorry, controversy, oh, controversy by condemning scammers listing photographs of PS5 consoles and has vowed to take action against the sellers to remove listings. In a statement to Eurogamer, eBay said, quote, we condemn these opportunistic sellers who are attempting to mislead other users. We are in the process of removing all the listings for photos of PS5s from our marketplace and will be taking appropriate action against the sellers, end quote. For context, uh, these sellers are creating listings with the impression that they have a PS5 but are simply just photographs. eBay further clarified, quote, for any purchase, but especially high-priced or in-demand items, buyers should exercise caution and thoroughly read the listing description. Buyers who receive an item, which is not as described, are entitled to a full refund via our eBay money-back guarantee, provided they complete the transaction on the eBay platform. So that's good. That is good. And people, and this has been for a while, I've, I've had great success buying things off eBay. It's just that, Amazon kind of took over and I got things primed to me. Yeah. Um, but I've made some pretty big transactions on eBay. And the thing is just really pay attention to the detail. If the detail looks sketch or if you got a little red flag going off that this doesn't sound right, go to the next one. If the guy don't get, <laughs> if the guy has a $500 PS five buy now button on his ad, I probably wouldn't trust it right now. Not right now, maybe yeah. later on, but they're so in high demand. If it's not, you know, exactly. upwards of a thousand dollars is probably not real, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I, I remember, I don't remember if it was the Xbox or PlayStation, but years back, one of these situations happened, the a console launches, the description reads in hand, you know, the console PlayStation box, you know, a uh, perfect condition, buy it now. And somebody bought it and they got the effing box. Uh, and it's, that's unfortunate, but eBay does try to take care of your people. I'd be worried that if I, if I did this and I realized I made an error, uh, I'd contact eBay. eBay would say, well, you got what the description says it was. I hope they would err on the side of the customer and say, we understand why you did this. This was wrong. We're going to refund you. eBay is a good company. They've really stepped their game up. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, well, just, yeah. I mean, just to piggyback off this, it's it's interesting. I read before, kind of right before the show started uh, this afternoon, um, how you know I think it was a UK company last week went on Twitter and bragged. I mean, we call it a company, organization, whatever it was, that said that they had secured thirty five hundred PlayStation fives. Yeah. Right. 
for the purpose of reselling them. They bragged about it. Yeah. Um, and pl- you know, there's a, and, and, and uh, you know, it goes to the question of what, what retailers have to do. Cause you know, is, is what, is what these resellers doing illegal? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it unethical? Yes. I mean, that they, they don't always, they don't always align with what's ethical versus what's legal. But I read today um, that a UK retailer and I forget the name of them actually actually canceled all the orders that a certain organization I think they'd secured a thousand PlayStation fives and Xbox series X's. They managed to figure out how to cancel all those orders. So that, so that bot driven organization is not getting these things. And so, you know, it's just, you know, with eBay, you know, cracking down on these types of scams, um, you know, goes also with the responsibility for companies like eBay, Amazon, Best Buy, whoever, to figure out a way to crack down on people, uh, to crack down on bots, you know, recognizing bots and things like that, if there's a way to do it. Well, that's the sad part. There is a way. Ticketmaster has that, and they've had it for a long time. My wife was saying that last week about Ticketmaster. Your wife? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, unfortunately, (laughs) I think it's like one. I think, like, the problem is for them – it's just that if you're Amazon, if you're Walmart, whoever, there are so few instances where you need that, right? Where you, like, it's basically called CAPTCHA. Um, but, like, you know, to use that, it's not cheap technology. It does require a lot of servers to to make it work and machine learning and all that word of the day. Um, but, you know, it would be nice if going forward maybe – Maybe we'll see a next generation, I would imagine, because I, I don't think we're going back to a brick and mortar release for the majority of these things going forward. Um, that maybe Microsoft, PlayStation, whoever else works with those companies to put processes in place to ensure the people who are most likely getting these are people who want them and want to play them. And Dude, that, I, like, if someone's going to, if you're going to, ha- yeah, if like there's an organization that's going to pull this off, it's going to have to be, they have two, 3,000 individual people logging in at once and competing against everyone else in the same way that we're competing with people who do not have all these bots to, to do their bidding. Yeah. Well said. Mm-hmm. It, but the, the, the thing I'm going to always think of, man, and the older I get, the more I realize it. You know, they say money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. And if a man finds a way to make money, he's going to do what it takes to make money. That's just what it is. And if, if they hustle a little harder, <laughs> how are we going to stop them? You know, yeah. who knows? Uh, more shenanigans this time. Um, Talk about shenanigans. Mike doing all those shenanigans yeah. on camera. <laughs> it's uh, this is when I'm glad we aren't streaming live right now. Uh, the PlayStation Plus collection is a perk for PlayStation, you know, PlayStation Five owners that gives players access to 20 of the best PS4 games. Some players are exploiting a loophole that allows them to sell and unlock these games for PlayStation Four owners. The problem is there; they're selling them. Uh, auction sites like eBay. I really hate to bringing up ebay like there's this <laughs> terrible <laughs> diagon alley type place um auction sites like ebay have multiple listings offering the chance to log into a buyer's psn account unlock a game and then log out 
Certain users have sold this service to over 20 people. Well, Sony has taken action by banning them for doing so. Ban Ban Hammer. Hammer. (laughs) The PlayStation Plus collection includes games like God of War, Bloodborne, and Uncharted 4. So these are some heavy hitter games, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, My question is, like, how how much are they charging... I don't know uh, people to play these games because uh, I mean the cheapest they are on any given day is nineteen bucks and you know you wait for a sale these things are like five bucks on Black Friday I'm just wondering how much they're charging like two bucks a pop you dude know? when you when you think about the the kids you used to do in high school they got in trouble <laughs> for this they bring yeah. the backpack full of candy yeah <laughs> I mean they a dollar a candy bar but they had a bag full of candy bars you know yeah. uh <laughs> it's 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 absolutely crazy and I think about <clears throat> World of Warcraft had a situation not long ago where we reported that this entire team got banned by Blizzard because they were selling, they were involved in making real, real time money based on in game things. And that's against the bylaws and all that stuff. Yeah. So there, it's not a surprise to me that Sony was like, you know what? We found out who you are. You're banned. Good luck, bro. I mean, it's fraud. But, uh, um, fun fact about the PS4 collection on PS5. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really jump into any any particular game, but I was tinkering a lot with the PS5 over the weekend. Uh, Days Gone runs as smooth as butter on a PlayStation 5. Yeah, you, you need to go ahead and beat Astrobot while you have your PlayStation 5 now. I study no Astrobot. I'm telling I you, bro. Care about that trash, that stupid <laughs> demo. Uh, <laughs> I did download Bud's, Bug Snacks, so we might, you know. Uh, might really? Really? I like did. to stand on Baron there, huh? I got Bug Snacks, but screw Astrobot. No, John, give me his game of the on year. That, yeah, on PlayStation Plus, is Doom on there? Doom Eternal. No, but I can tell you something. I can tell what? you something. Uh, it's on Switch. What? It's going to be on Switch. It's going to be on Switch because uh, they've announced a release date. Bethesda has revealed that Doom Eternal will be coming to Nintendo Switch on December 8th and run better than Hyrule Warriors. The version <laughs> of Doom Eternal has been created in partnership with Panic Button, which previously brought Doom 2016, Wolfenstein 2, and Youngblood. Hmm. Um, Youngblood, of course, was uh, uh-huh. Sean Mine's yeah. Game, of, game the of the Year that you didn't mention it, on your Game of the Year list. It's fine. Don't worry about I it. I most certainly did. <laughs> it was number five, but it was there. It was like number two for me because the experience, man. Come on. I know. I know. Um, there will be no physical version sold, but only digital download, and it will take up 18.8 gigabytes of storage space. This version will be the same version that was released on PC and console and the DLC content that is currently available on other platforms will be coming to Switch at a later time. And if there's only one way, if you only have one way to play um, Doom Eternal, play it on Switch. It's that good. Or if you're like, hey, what if I can like be a Doom Slayer while dropping a Doom Deuce? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Poop game city right here, right? Or you just played on Games Pass in like two days. I've killed John. He'll be back in about three minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, Mike, we we have a recurrent. We used to talk about it more, but we had poop games and we'd recommend it. And it's been it's been a while. But uh, I I immediately thought about, oh my god, can you imagine how tight the sphincter would be if you go into an area in Doom while you're dropping one? It would be, be terrible. I'll see y'all next week. I gotta go. And John's out. Um, you know, and, and that sucks about the DLC. It's not gonna be here for a while. But 
Well, well, wait a minute. Chris will tell you about Cuphead I'm, DLC in a minute. It's I'm fine. I've got to. I've got to. Yeah, I was about to say, I mute John. <laughs> we can mute John. It's fine. But yeah, Chris, tell us about some uh, Cuphead DLC. I think this is like the least shocking news. But uh, Studio MDHR has announced that Delicious Last Course DLC for Cuphead has been delayed. Uh, according to a statement on Twitter, uh, Studio MDHR stated they aren't, quote, content for this final chapter to be anything less than our best work i said they don't okay they don't want content okay uh in wake of the ongoing global pandemic affecting so many we have made the difficult decision to push back the release of delicious last course for our wonderful cuphead community we've prepared a letter from studio mdhr founders chad and jared moldenauer to share more Uh, yeah i think like this had been saying 20 or yeah 2020 pretty much all year and there had been no word and no one had seen it touched it so it, it kind of felt like whoa is this still about a video game right it, it, it just kind of felt like everyone was just waiting for the news to drop that like a lot of things here lately it's getting delayed well you know we i just told you that doom's probably a great you know poop game game a cuphead the doom deuce yo Cuphead is a fantastic game to own on the Switch. I, I'm not, we're not paid to say that. I just happened to own it on my PS. It was PS4, I think. No, it was Xbox. No, yeah, it, it was, was my Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, Xbox. And I'm, I have it on Switch too. And I played it more on the Switch. So, mm-hmm. so, um, Chris, get ready for finally this week. And this is when John is going to tell you how you'll be fine. And we hope that he is fine. Boys, production staff ready. We're ready to go. John's got his composure. Do I? Finally, this week. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm going to just tell you, Chris. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine. Uh, yeah, why. I am. <laughs> Project Red has pushed back the reveal of Cyberpunk 2077's DLC until after its December 10th release date, due to the game's several delays. <clears throat> I'm still thinking about Doom Deuces. <laughs> Quote, the initial plan was to do it before release. (laughs) But after the recent delay, we decided to wait for the release to provide gamers with the game and then start talking about future projects. (laughs) Why is is this so funny? I have no idea. You know what I'm thinking about. Yeah, but then they say things like we want to let the gamers with the game. (laughs) It's just the wording. It's just, you know. So after release... Uh, according to CEO Adam Kaczynski, with with 172 hours of gameplay in the main game, I'm sure Chris is very disappointed and just will not be satisfied. Yeah, it won't I be will enough. be fine. With the minutes, he's going to get done with the 172 hours and go. I need more. Cyberpunk 2077 is coming to Switch so that you can say, take a cyber deuce. I have made the decision, by the way, that uh, my character in Cyberpunk 2077 will start as a corporate person because you could choose one of three paths. And I made that decision today in your, it just in your head, right? Like in your heart and your head. No, it was in, it was in my heart. It was in my heart. I was like, this just (laughs) feels right. I feel like this is where I need to go. Uh, I'm happy. I'm excited to play the game. I know I've said it and you don't believe me, but I don't believe. I think it might be a game that when it comes out, we just talk about it every week. There's 172 hours. Chris, we did it for one year before one CG project. So (laughs) we can do a question. Sure. Do I play it on PS5 or 
PC? PS5. I have been contemplating that all day today. Personally, I think I am going to stick it out with PC. You have made some big decisions today, young man. I did. <clears throat> That's two of them right there. Um, the third was a rock that hat. I'm just saying. I don't know how well the uh, your graphics card will do. I mean, I think mine That's will. Yeah, like, but the one thing I will say this is just keep in mind <laughs> the version you're playing. If you played on PS5 or Xbox Series X, for that matter, on day one is not the true next gen version of that game that that isn't coming till next year. And they've already said that. So something mm. to keep in mind, if you want, I guess something that's very fluid. I mainly, I think in the end, what's satisfied it for me, um, regardless if I, I don't know if I'll be able to really do the ray tracing compared to what I've seen with the specs. Now we'll see. I'm going to just kind of see what I get. But, um, from what I'm <laughs> gathering, uh, I would just rather play a game like this where the majority of the time I'm going to be in first person with a mouse and keyboard, right? It just seems that the way that game is built, it, like yeah. to get 60 frames on that game, I'm going to have to go to 480p. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they, Who knows? The I mean, other, I mean, it's, it's, it's close, man. The other thing, uh, yeah. they have a great modding community. If it's anything like Witcher was, their modding community is up there with like Bethesda games. Yeah. See, John, so, a mod is... I've heard about this. I, hold on. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Great job. Let's go ahead and button up the news for this week. Uh, great, great job. Nothing to get us more juiced up for December 10th than a doom deuce and a December 10th that is just around the corner where for the rest of December, the boys play cyberpunk and that's all we talk about. It's going to be great. And then in between there, we'll have the Christmas music holiday special. Spectacular. Uh, the holidays like boys they're upon us it's great but yeah let's button this up and get on to uh, emails and such but we never wrap it up ever I was gonna let you say that that's why I didn't say another word and I never <laughs> wrap up bro ever hmm. Electronic mail of the future from the year 3000. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. This is the part of the show where we read your emails. Um, well, when you're not lazy, <laughs> you mother you normally send them to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That is our official email, email. Do you want us to go back to being an evolve pa- podcast? Because we can do that, we can talk about evolve. Do you remember. Well, you know what, Chris? What's funny is they don't remember those podcasts because you deleted them. Um, <laughs> we really once again, are if you do want to write in your thoughts and prayers, we know the world's crazy. Um, we know there's a pandemic. But if you want to just reach out to us, an email is a good place to do it. Weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to switch gears and promote our Discord. I haven't done that yet. We do have a community over on Discord under the Weekly Games Chat community. And um, they have taken a liking to communicating under the emails, you know, little section that we have, uh, just like this week, uh, where, uh, Draven reached out and we appreciate this. He says, uh, don't have time to write an email, but quickly wanted to say this is still the best gaming podcast out there. And you hosts 
and the rest of the Richards kick butt. Love you guys. Yeah. He Thanks, gave us Brian. a selfie with a uh, face mask on that looks like I was going to initially say it's not Joker. It's a little, it's, it's almost like ICP. It might be ICP, <laughs> and that's funny. Um, So I'll let Chris kind of go on this next one. The Buffalo 68 yeah. says. Uh, he so, says. Oh, are you going to read it and talk about it? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. whatever. Uh, so ahead, I'm buddy. finally about to start The Witcher 3 in the Oaks. Um, the only exposure I have to The Witcher is the Netflix show. Anything I should know before I start up? Um, yeah, this is a little bit of a different point than what's going on in the show, especially. At this point in the world, basically, the big things that you would need to know is that um, Geralt in the first two games had basically lost his memory. Um, and that was restored at the end of the second one. So that's why he hadn't seen Yennefer at any point during the series at that Yennefer point. Yennefer would get it. And then uh, the other big thing is that basically the Civil War is like in full swing uh, with, um, what was the name of that stupid kingdom? I can't remember of it right now. But the, the one you saw in the first season that were the big bads, they've pretty much like taken over a lot of the places and installed their rule and it's creating all this conflict but besides that that you know that siri is very important and yeah she, she and listens you'll to see me on my iPhone her, all the time yeah most of it you can get through outside the politics stuff you know just by playing the game dude yennefer was in the right position in the beginning of the show yes she was <laughs> hey listen if you want to be a part of that that discord community remember it is an exclusive it's an exclusive club but we are very loose on letting you in. All you got to do is send us a, hey, I want to be a part of that community. Shoot me an invite and we'll make that happen. Yes. Uh, we also communicate to you guys and we post things out on our Twitter. <laughs> uh, we are at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter. Um, I, I tweeted out earlier this, or I guess late last week. Early, no, yesterday. Yesterday I did this, boys and girls. Well, I gave you guys some good news. Sony had, of course is touting that the PlayStation 5 is its largest console launch ever. And it promises to uh, restock. And that restock is to meet demand by the end of 2020. So that's that's really good news. So don't worry, bots. More are coming. <laughs> yeah. I want to uh, give some love out to Justice Platt. Uh, he mentioned, he sent out a tweet that uh, you don't get rid of lower back pain. You get used to it. And True. he said, like those nose blind air freshener commercials, but never being comfortable instead. I felt that because you guys know I go play some music sometimes and, and I tell you about three hours into that I'm killed. Um, so it is what it is to all you low back pain sufferers out there. I got low back pain right now. I do too. You are not alone. Q and Michael Jackson. You can always lean on the fact that because you have lower back pain, you never have to help anybody move from house ever. It's true. Uh, I like to give an official welcome back. To our friend Tarana Tortoise. Hey. Uh, he back. tweeted that he had took some time away, but he's now back to listening to at Weekly Games Chat. Good deal. Great to have the boys back in my ears, sir. It's great to be back in those lovely ears of yours. Whatever I said to Tarana Tortoise, I'll never say it again. Uh, I, know, this, I know it had to you be. You did my- it. You did it. Lawyer Rob left. Tarana Tortoise did. Like, I don't know what you did. Lawyer Rob, where are you? I'm I sorry. I don't I'm know. sorry. I don't, I'm concerned. Tarana Tortoise. Uh, I told you I'd come back for you. You're always my first. <laughs> we we got to go back. Wait, what? 
at Apple Podcast asked the question, what's the best podcast you discovered this year? Our friend across the pond, Nat the Gooner, simply says this, and this is the love that we appreciate. At Weekly Games Chat is the best gaming podcast out there. Mic drop. That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> that was what I wanted him to do, and he finally did it. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. So, uh, Draven asked in the DM if anybody uh, basically, you know, we still have that sealed copy of Horizon Zero Dawn that is infamous with this show. Uh, the question that people want to know if it's still out here. Yeah, we still have it. I still have it. It's sitting right next to me now. We do want to sign it. We do want to send it off to you guys, but I got to have some kind of way to show interest. If only one or two people are saying they want it, one of those two people are going to get it. But I feel like there's more. I just don't feel like the people know how to how to claim it. So well, see the, what people don't understand is if you sold this thing, this would make more more money than that Super Mario Brothers three video game. It's possible, or you might get yeah. banned by Sony because you're selling <laughs> a PlayStation Classic from PlayStation Now. <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't like that you just said that and it made me uncomfortable, but I'll go with it. Uh, I'm kidding. Love you. Uh, so uh, we do have some new followers. This always makes me very excited. Uh, shout out to at Bravo 24 Actual. You, sir, are a Catholic. You're married and you're optimistic, yet you're grumpy. <laughs> Those are things. <laughs> and I, lo- I love it. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Uh Apparently, Tyrannotortoise just followed us or followed us back or something. I'm now following Tyrannotortoise. He took a break from the BS, but now he's back, so that's probably what happened. And at, uh, let's see, I can't, uh, Mahama? Yeah, we'll go with that. Thank you for the follow, following you back. And boys and girls, that's it. Once again, just to kind of wrap all this up, we have an email. If you want to write an email in, it can be at Weekly Games Chat. I'm sorry, Weekly Games Chat at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at Weekly Games Chat. And we have that exclusive Discord that is always popping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to add before we start doing the break breakdown? Just that. Steady breaking me on down. Just that Mike had fun, a, man. Thanks. Yeah, it was real fun, Mike. Yeah, Mike, thank you for being on. This has been episode 284, Chris? Yes. Look at me, remembering things. 284, and it's going to be special because our friend Mike was here talking about Age of Calamity. Thank you, man. I know this you know, takes time out of your day and things you'd rather be doing, like not doing a podcast, but you did it because you love us. I appreciate you, man. Let's face it. I'd be in here on Discord with y'all doing the same. <laughs> anyway, yep. episode true. 284. Coming fresh to you. Um, we are on the verge of a holiday season. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Things on the horizon to look forward to. Of course, we mentioned that December 10th date, Cyberpunk 2077. We've got our Christmas Spectacular coming up. Uh, we got Christmas coming up. We got a new year coming up. Uh, things are looking good. They're on the up and up. Remember, if you find us on your listening platform, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, whatever you, wherever you find us, if they have a rating system, hook that up. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, we, we like that. It helps people find us. It really does. And I'll end there. I will say one simple thing. I'll say game on Mike, game on John, game on Chris. Game on. <laughs> game on John, game on Sean, and uh, game on Mike. You're game the, uh, on 
everybody. Everybody. Mike, and finally, Mike, this is how we do this. Mike, I just want to also say you're now the Russell Wilson of the oh. podcast because I know how much you love being compared to the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> okay. Mike, be ready. You got to have a tagline because here it goes. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs>